1: You're listening to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. Growing up, Maya Washington didn't see her father as the world knew him to be. Michigan State University and Minnesota Viking football legend, Gene Washington, she knew him as dad. Based on Maya's award-winning documentary Through the Banks of the Red Cedar, My Father and the Team that Changed the Game follows her journey of uncovering just how difficult Gene's youth in segregated Texas was and his unorthodox rise to college football stardom at MSU during the height of the civil rights movement. She's on the line to tell us about this book and the documentary, which will start airing on PBS stations next month. Thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Maya, how did you decide to title the documentary and the book with this particular phrase? What significance does it have?
0: Well, the Michigan State fight song goes, On the banks of the Red Cedar," So it it's this uh, lyric, these words that I've heard pretty much my whole life growing up in a Spartan household. And when I started to learn more about my dad and his teammates, who were members of the first fully integrated college football team in America— so I decided to think about how that impacted not just my father's life, but my life and future generations. And it's truly through the banks of the Red Cedar that so much change happened in our country.
1: You say that the more you learned about the history of your dad's teammates, the more you learned about your own history. Tell us about some of that.
0: Well, it's surprising, I guess, still to me, but probably to others that you know I didn't really know much about my dad's background as an athlete his whole football career all of that had ended by the time I was born and I really knew my dad as a guy who put on a suit and went to work every day in corporate america and it was coming to realize that his time at Michigan state was profoundly significant because his coach Duffy Doherty at Michigan state was using segregation to his advantage. And so the schools that my dad couldn't play for in the South because of the color of his skin, Duffy Doherty was actively recruiting in Jim Crow's backyard. And so my dad and other Black players from the South, as well as Pacific Islanders from places like Hawaii and Black players from the Midwest, as well as white players in that region, worked together as the first fully integrated college football team in America and won back-to-back national titles. And so once I started to learn more about that, specifically at at the funeral of Bubba Smith, my dad's teammate from Michigan State, who recommended him for that scholarship, is when it started to click for me because I was an adult and able to, in the context of saying goodbye to one of my dad's friends, recognize how that gesture and that opportunity truly changed my dad's life and my own. Uh, Little was known about that era and the people who lived it uh, really were just living their lives. It's taken 50 years for us to really... Recognize the historical events that were taking place.
1: While you acknowledge the privilege that you had growing up, that also didn't shield you from the prejudices of others. How do you think this changed or evolved from your childhood through today?
0: Well, I think, you know, I am now in a place of great gratitude. I think when you're a kid and you're just trying to go to school and someone calls you a racial epithet, it hurts. You mm-hmm. don't have context, you don't have framework to compare it to, well, it was worse for your parents. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just feel the sting and the hurt of that. So it's with maturity, it's with opportunities to live around the country and go and get an education and things that I've had access to that my parents didn't necessarily come into the world with access to that allowed me to gain respect right? To know that, yes, there are challenges. I have faced discrimination. I've had difficult experiences, but to know that my parents survived far worse conditions and persevered and created opportunities and opened doors for the next generation, I'm inspired to do the same in my life.
1: What has been your father's reaction to the film and the book?
0: He is so incredibly proud. He's excited Mm. about different new factoids that I find, but he's also excited to share new stories with me, which is so exciting because when you move through the labor of getting a film made and then a book, and then you still realize, oh, there's more. <laughs> you know, there's more details, there's more stories. Uh, it's just been really a great blessing. And, and I know it really is something that, in his senior citizen uh, retired lifestyle now, he enjoys that we have this kind of shared interest and this shared project uh, that we can. Uh, experience together has just been such a gift.
1: The documentary starts airing on PBS next month, and the book is out now. How would you like us to get it?
0: You can go to Amazon. You can go to your favorite bookstore. We also have an audio version, so your listeners who clearly like to, you know, to to hear stories and conversations that might be of interest to them. Uh, we do have a website through the banks of the red cedar.com and we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If people want to stay engaged and follow our journey as these exciting new developments unfold with the book and the film.
1: Thank you so much for talking with us today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.